Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Mike, you Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Wrong answer. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to uh, Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. MagSwag.com studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I will be... uh, uh, you know, just well, the intro guy, the intro guy. You know, listen, I get to uh, host. We're co. I think we're co-hosts. I think we finally figured it out. Right. We're, we're co-hosts. Start the segment. All. Happen to be the guy to start the segment. That's all. You just want to shut up. I could shut up, but then <laughs> be like, <laughs> put him up. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my uh, made up, my uh, made up army words there. By the way, made up army words there. By the way, conversate uh, words there. By the way, conversate that. Um, I guess a little bit, but uh, let me uh, a little bit around the room real quick and introduce. Let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow patriots and my fellow patriots. Uh, and there's one patriots. Uh, and there's one today. Uh, and there's one today. So uh, and there's one today. So he's here. He's here with me. So he's here. He's here with me. On my right is the right hand man, the great 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 great. Great, great, great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, it's uh, uh, your, your first week uh, with, a, with a schedule change. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Went from working all day to working all night. And um, I... I, I uh, you know, some sometimes I find myself awake at uh, you know Club three thirty, three thirty in the morning, and give me um, a call. And I was like, I, <laughs> I should I should text him. But I remember earlier this week you said some of the runs you might be spending the night at home or away, and it wasn't. It was kind of a break into night shift, but not the real new night shift thing you're going to be doing. So right. I was I was a little nervous about doing. It. I didn't want to get the. Damn it! It's my one night I'm sleeping. You know, <laughs> I was sleeping real good. Yeah. What ex- do you want? Exactly. Uh, I was just. Wanting to talk. That's it. Nothing important. 
Check out this new picture of Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna punch you next time I see you. <laughs> oh no, uh, actually, I'm, I'm I'm easing into it. Um, I'm right now. I'm my, my official title is what they call extra board. You really have no dedicated area, just wherever we need you. Ironically, the the it's also the title of some of our fans. Yeah, just yeah. extra bored when they listen to us. <laughs> yeah, got nothing else to do. I'm extra bored. So let me let me see what they're up to. Um, but being as that's time of year, you know, holiday season, a lot of, a oh, lot of yeah. people want to, you know, got vacations planned and everything. That's what they're using me for. Is I'm, you know, different drivers or, you know, one driver had last week off on vacation, so I got to go to his area. Next week it's somebody else. Gotcha. And then probably the week after that. Yep. Which that quite honestly, that's fine by me. Yeah, listen, there's no better way to, you know, uh, put feet to the fire, right? You know, you're going to yeah. learn, you, instead of having to learn all those routes over the next year, you're going to learn them all in the next three weeks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's not going to be any surprises for you come next month. You'll have done it all. Oh, yeah, I've been here. <laughs> oh, that's pretty pretty cool. Pretty, pretty neat, uh, especially the night driving. I, You know, I, you and I know this. We've, we've driven, well... I mean, uh, past the Mississippi together, we've, we've driven, we've, we've driven thousands and thousands of miles together, to get to events. Um, and, uh, uh, I like night driving. I know you like night driving. It's just like once you're used to being awake at night, Oh yeah. It's the best time to drive. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, 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 you know, it sounds cliche and redundant. It's a night and day difference. Oh yeah. Of yeah. how much traffic's on there out there. Yep. You know, I'm I'm driving a tractor trailer, and usually I've got to slow down and move around a whole bunch of people. I don't know how often I would drive, you know, over 200 miles, and I didn't slow down a bit. Yeah, because there's nobody out there. Right, right. No, it's a, it's definitely a, a much pleasant thing. I think the last, well, gee, well, gee, I guess it'd have been the real long one. Would have been a year and a half or straight through to teen hours straight through to Indianapolis yeah, to that, the uh, NRA convention up there. That that's a little outside of DOT regs. Oh yeah, well sure sure. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I got uh, I got to shut down after eleven hours. Listen, there's a little there's a little rest area right there at the northern Georgia Tennessee border where it's you're 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 on top of the little mountain peak and they, and they have this little rest area there and it was two three in the morning and I fully anticipated uh, you know because I left here six seven o'clock at night. Uh, you know, to get those nighttime hours driving, yeah, and um, got there and fully anticipated, to, um, uh, you know, taking a nap and just waiting because my hotel reservation didn't even start till the next day. And I got there, walked around, had my first like cup of caffeine because it was when only it was the only time I started to get tired, mm-hmm. and uh, may or may not have had a cigar. You know, sat there for an hour in the nice cool <laughs> air. I said, well, you know what, I'm. I've, let me go find a hotel, and I got back in the truck and drove the other seven hours and pulled in there by 10 a.m., and I was there a full day early. had to get the hotel to give me a room uh, a day early. <laughs> so it worked out well. Yeah. It worked out well, but that was a yeah, 14-hour with the break in the middle. So I don't know if that counts as my DOT break. Monsters and you know, or, or monster drink and a and a cigar is that is that an official DOT yeah. caffeine and nicotine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 probably, probably uh, unofficially, right, unofficially. Right. What do they what do they do the uh, um uh the what they call them what the, the the trucker heroin is that what they call it the the BC powders the uh, I know truckers used to do those used to swap because each one of those has like three cups of caffeine in it oh okay and they would just pop those in and uh, trucker speed I think is what they called it or something like yeah, that yeah I've, I've heard you know you know stay awake yeah all yeah, kinds of yeah. 
all kinds of stuff. You know, doing a, you know, back in the day, years, you know, decades ago, you know, it was the the California turnaround. You know, right, right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, listen, we got uh, we got some uh, we got some good show. I mean, a lot of stuff came up this week. A lot of a lot of um, uh, a lot of little stuff came up. Some some cool stories, some interesting stories uh, that we're gonna we're gonna push out to you here. Let me uh, let's see what we got here just to go through the go through the roster. Some news from uh, Smith and Wesson. We got uh, TSA information. We're gonna talk to you about uh, a little bit about uh, Kenosha House. We've got Honoria. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Trebek. Trebek. I thought that you know. Now listen. Isn't isn't that ironic that those two are forever tied together in Saturday Night Live skits, <laughs> and it was neither one of them. And then they both went to the Great Beyond together to I don't know, maybe reenact some SNL skits. I have no idea. But um, so we've got uh, we've got that going on. I, uh, I think I mentioned Smith and Wesson GOP congressman, congresswoman for uh, with some new plan concealed for firearms and concealed carry. Um, I, this story, Earl, I know we'll get to this one. This one always drives me crazy. The news reported that the gun accidentally went off. Yeah. Just accidentally. Right. It accidentally went off. Uh-huh. I mean, the first thing I did was check make sure it wasn't a SIG 320. Because <laughs> you know, those do accidentally go off. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you got you still got to drop it. There's a, there's a, there's a pro lock in those right. guns. Right. Right. Um, and I did comic strip on that one recently. The comic strip on that one recently. It was a, a SIG 320 fully automatic. You just had to drop it at the top of the stairs. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the hey. MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. Tech Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical I've gone once or twice. Insist just, on just GunTech USA it. parts. Enough to, okay, Gun they're serious. A proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTechUSA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon. You can't go wrong. Rush home on a Saturday morning and try and beat traffic. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Oh, tomorrow or tonight? That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary oh, okay. Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights. When you do two, not the oh, Bill of Rights. Well, I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder okay. of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the founding fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. Yeah. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or gotcha. what we don't. Probably not Certainly no one needs an assault rifle yeah. or a Saturday night special. Or for that matter, yep. no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of you have the responsible individuals, you have the right of choice. Yeah. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. You also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, it's the bill of needs, not the bill of needs. Day. I think we can do the Smith and Wesson one. I think we can do the Smith and Wesson one. Call Fort Live. Call Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the MagSwag.com studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time here. Uh, let's see, we're going to jump right in. I think the first thing we're going to talk to you about is, uh, is again, some numbers. Numbers, great numbers, good numbers. I mean, I guess the reason why you're buying the numbers is why we're here, what we're here to talk about. But let's get to the numbers up front. Smith & Wesson, Smith & Wesson stock jumps as record gun demand fuels latest Earnings surprise. Well, listen, if you've been seeing gun sales over the past nine months, if you've been paying any attention at all, um, the, uh, the the earnings sur- should not be that much of a surprise. Yeah, rec- setting record after record after record. Yeah, yep. Uh, company survey shows the average law-abiding gun owner possesses... I thought this number was, was, was great. I love that this number went up. Company survey shows the average law-abiding gun owner possesses eight firearms. What? Those, yeah, those are rookie numbers. I know you got to pump them numbers up. Pump them numbers up. Well, you but think about it though. I mean, we have eight million new gun buyers this yeah. year. Right? So that's that means that they have one, and that means there's at least the other eight million of us that have you know sixteen because you know, we, <laughs> we got to hit the average. You know, we've been pumping the numbers up. You know, uh, and uh, oh boy, I was sitting with somebody the other day, and they asked me, um, "How many do you have?" I was like, "I don't know." I don't know. Like, well. I mean, could you guess the number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I started to do with the number in my head, and they were like, "Oh, 
man, that's a lot of lower receivers. And I was like, oh, lowers. Oh, that's at least a couple hundred. That's <laughs> just right there. And they're like, what? I'm like, well, yeah, you know, make them, you know, well, so, they, so I buy them all the time. You know? I, I tend to, you know, end the conversation with, you know, hey, how many guns do you have? And I kind of think, oh, you mean on me right now? <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> look, punk cake. <laughs> I'm going to go eat with the deaf kid. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Uh, eight. Eight, that's a great number. That's a good number. Share. Oh, yeah. Shares of Smith & Wesson Brands uh, Incorporated rallied Friday after the gunmaker reported another big profit beat and sales that more than doubled as demand for firearms continued to store to surge to record levels. Here's what I, I love. Now, they make that sound like, man, they really did good business. Here's how good a business they really did. Uh, Smith & Wesson, the 160-year-old handgun and rifle maker, reported late Thursday net income that jumped to $52.2 million. Okay, that's nice. Or $0.92 cents a share. Well, 92 cents a share. That seems rather good. Same period last quarter, two cents a share. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's the difference. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, when you think about that, that's that's up 180 times, you know, not not 180%, 180 times. That would be, you know, 1,800%, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm sitting there trying to think, okay, what's the math on that? What's the math? <laughs> oh, oh, 100, 180%? Okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. Yep. All right, 1,800%? Sounds good to me. Yep, yep. So this is this is, uh, this has really gone up rather well. Um, let's see, taking a look at everybody else. Uh, trading volume of uh, 5.2 million shares, double the full day average, about 2.6 million shares, skyrocketed 123% total in 2020, while the S&P index has it up uh, 88%. So... There you go. I mean, that's uh, it's just the levels are going crazy. The levels are go, going ridiculous. Why, Earl? Why is everybody buying guns? They watch the news. Yeah, right. And and, and maybe <laughs> maybe that's what we shouldn't be doing. You know. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, everybody who's watching the news. Everybody's everybody's aware of what's going on around them. Um, from what uh, everything that uh, that that I've seen, everything that uh, Earl, you've seen, everything that uh, everybody else we know the scene is. Um, there is a. The significant number, and now that we're nine months into this, the significant number of first-time gun owners that are now second-time gun owners. Yeah. And are also hitting third-time gun owners. Mm -hmm. Because they went out and they, they bought either, listen, their friend told them they need a pump shotgun to, to protect the house. Or they told them they needed a Glock to protect the house. And they've taken that out. And, and, and I'll say this, and we're, we're, we're talking numbers, of... Of of everybody that's bought, half of the people that have bought a firearm, it, that gun's probably still sitting in the original box uh, on the top shelf in the closet. Unfortunately, I would yeah. say probably closer to three quarters. Okay, all right. So th those people, that number of guns as firearms is there. That's the, I have to buy one before they tell me I can't have one. I have to buy one in case uh, there's the the riots in my neighborhood, and they're they're literally of the mindset, um, well, I got it just in case. If I hear the riot coming down the street, I'll go get it out of the box and put some bullets in it and maybe use it. Yeah, they're 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 that kind of people. It's you know it's like I bought uh, extra toilet paper because you know we were everybody was running out of toilet paper. Yeah, I, I yeah. bought uh, extra toilet paper because the news is talking about a respiratory infection. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Huh? That's uh, a that's a lot of nose blowing. <laughs> that's a lot of, uh, so the other ones they're using them now. Yeah. And, and those people that have, you know, again, either bought the shotgun or bought the handgun, they're doing the, uh, 
Well, I took it out and we shot it, whether I got a concealed weapons permit or whether I just, we went to the range to shoot it. Right. Some of them have said, listen, it's a, it's a shotgun or it's a pistol. I have no desire to carry it outside the home, but I want to know how it works. Exactly. Um, so they've gone to the range and they've gone to the range and said, well, okay, why aren't I carrying this outside the home? This is, this is a good firearm. Yeah. And, and they've gone and gotten more training. And, and as they've gotten more training, their spouse or others in the house have said, well, if you're going to have that one outside the home when you go to work, what am I going to have while I'm here in the home? Yeah, exactly. Well, I know what we're going to have. We're going to have another trip to the gun store. That's what we're yeah. going to have. Um, and, and also the, the reality of, like you mentioned, you know, the, the, the individual that bought the handgun and or the individual that bought the shotgun have gone out and tried them. Well, this really isn't what I was working at. It's it's not going to work the way I pictured it. Right. Let me go get the other platform. Exactly. You know, I, the handgun's just not working for me. I think I want a shotgun. And, yes. And then the shotgun owner, eh, shotgun works. I can handle it good and everything, but it, it's big and bulky. Let me go get a handgun. I think that would be easier to handle. And they're they're not selling them and dumping them, and getting getting the uh, the other platform. They're not getting and instead of they're getting. In addition to. Exactly. Yeah. And whether that's they've realized that they need one for each different scenario or, you know, the old theory, you know, but, uh, buy low, sell high, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, you know maybe, maybe they'll sell it off later. You know, who knows? But they're keeping them. Um, I know that uh, the new numbers are out right now that uh, to, to date, nearly 8 million Americans uh, have decided to buy firearms this year. And again, like Earl and I bring up to you all the time. That means 8 million background checks. That doesn't mean 8 million firearms. Yeah. Um, so you can immediately throw out maybe 1% of those did not meet the standards for a background or to get a firearm. But, Earl, how many people do you know when they, when they came in to buy a firearm bought more than one firearm? All depends on how much of a, I was in yeah. the wheel and deal. <laughs> how good the salesman is, right? Yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. That guy sold him everything we had. You know? <laughs> one, uh, one thing I thought of too is you know once they're they're initially they're, they're you know they get the the first time gun ownership out of the way, then they really fully understand. Okay, you need you need a tool for up close tyranny. You need a tool yeah. for, <laughs> for mass gatherings of tyranny, yep. and you need a different tool for long distance tyranny. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> listen, and, and it really is like like listen. Obviously, there's the Second Amendment. Uh, you're tied into this. Uh, you know the the fight against tyranny tied into this. But you you also have the the, the kind of people. And I and I you know I listen. I'm I'm one. Earl, you're one. Um, you know you you go out and uh, uh and and somebody says here try this widget and you're like, man that's a cool widget. You know. That, I want to. I want to get me more of those. You know. Yeah. When you first got your new truck and you started putting new gadgets on it. I, oh yeah. Well, now I want to put this on it. Now I want to put. Yeah. You just. It's. It's like getting a new hobby, and you want to get into it. I don't care if it's a making beer in your basement or you know becoming a Second Amendment guy. You, oh you, yeah. You want. You want to continue to improve and be part of that uh, that new community. Yeah, because I mean that's. I mean, yeah, I'm a gun guy. Yeah. But then one aspect, I appreciate the craftsmanship of building this machine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they they they've. The, the, the men and women that operated the machinery to cut the metal to create this tool I'm holding in my hands yeah. to this high precision tight tolerances, knowing this tool is designed to withstand an, an immense extreme pressures. That, that's what it's designed to do, and it does it well. Yeah. And like, wow, that, th- th- I mean, th- is, is, as much as I've learned a little bit about the handguns that 
John Moses Browning created when, uh, when the 1900s. Yep. He's a friggin' genius. He is. Um, this, this, this statement here got me. The National Shooting Sport Foundation data indicated that women are making up 40% of new buyers and overall firearm purchases by African Americans are outpacing all other demographics with 58% growth in the first half of the year alone through June. Folks, here's your job. Every one of those people that's buying a new gun, for whether it's protection, uh, you know, at home or for you know that, that feeling of security, you need to introduce them to the Second Amendment. Yes. Uh, and there's only I'm telling I'm sorry to tell you this, there's only one party out there that votes. Well, of the two major parties, there's only one party out there that votes to protect your Second Amendment rights. Yeah. So, hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Snag. Mag, <laughs> no, no, mag, no, mag swag. swag, the mag swag. I got you, folks. The magswag.com studios. We'll see you after the break. See, I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke, <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. I learned something that night. In fact, Every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice yeah, never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. Right, right. They <laughs> home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest one. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's do you, nice. Do you report that? It's when you something just, doesn't seem quite right, that is time to pay attention. they're going to say, you did it. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, well, yeah, like, say something to look over trash anywhere. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods. You know somebody else is going to get in it. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. One minute. Feel free to remind them to go to SSS.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. 
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Yeah. Live from the Mag Arms Room. Hey, welcome Arms Room the Studio. I make sure I get it with this pro stuff. I'm pretty awesome. Um, some some new design and the way that the engraver works and oh, the laser engraver works and oh yeah and, and he showed it twice. Oh. I have no idea. How it works. I mean, <laughs> I might as well have been splitting the atom there. I mean, oh yeah, but no I, idea how it works. Two of for, then you're the then you're the gun. Co- it runs. Really That's cool. It. That's yeah. That yeah. right. Egg swag. And yeah. Come for men. Swag. They do come in. Got a TSA and a TSA here just because they the the, the their their uh, uh, inefficiency. Sit on your butt, typical, you know, can't fire me, you know, pretend, uh, you know, kind of workers. They, I mean, you workers. How, they, I mean, yeah, you hear about how bad the VA is, bad the VA is, you know, and VA is, you know, and, and I know the president's, you know, and, and I know the president's had a really good job of cleaning them up. The president's had a really good job of cleaning them up. Or a really good job of cleaning them up. Or the really good job of cleaning them up. Or the past, really good job of cleaning them up. Or the past, good job of cleaning them up. Or the past couple years, job of cleaning them up. Or the past couple years, but cleaning them up. Or the past couple years, cleaning them up. Or the past couple years, still up. Or the past couple years, still issues. Past couple years, still issues. Past couple years, still issues. Absolutely, still issues. But TSA is another one of those ones where it's TSA is another one of those ones where it's like TSA is another one of those ones where it's like, what are we, what are we doing? Okay, anybody that's ever been, okay, anybody that's ever been to the air, okay, anybody that's ever been to the airport knows that 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 was that that's keeping us that guy's that girl's keeping us safe or that girl's keeping great, you know, mm-hmm. great. Evidently they're mm-hmm. great. Evidently they're mm-hmm. great. Evidently they're mm-hmm. great. Evidently they're they're evidently they're they're evidently their their way of doing this has been you know some highly trained, highly trained, highly trained. Expert trained, experts trained, experts, experts, experts in their fields, in their field, in their field, doing in their field, doing this in their field, doing this. Let's just throw forty of them over there in that corner. <laughs> it's just you know instead of having two people trained to observe, let's just put forty people that don't have a clue and they'll trip over a gun. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. Well, uh, you know the 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 two highly trained experts. They know how much they're worth. Yeah, yeah. They won't work for what the 40 people are willing to work for. Like I've said, the the problem with TSA is the legacy people that are there. When George W. Bush created uh, DHS and TSA in 2003 when it first came about, one of the deals was, because of the economy, was um, everybody that worked in security at the airport got to keep their job. So if you worked for ABC Security or Wackenhut, and I'm not trying to pick on any of those security companies, but that's a different level of expertise than a federal employee in charge of my security. So they all came over. Well, those people are now middle management. You yeah. Know? And so you've got the, I got my job, you know, kind of kind of attitude going there. So TSA, I bring some of these up because TSA is targeting you as a firearms owner. Maybe not directly, but they're targeting you as a firearms owner, and I'm going to tell you why. Um the things that you do as a responsible firearms owner is what the TSA is teaching people to look for as a threat. As oh, okay, as a threat. As a threat. Wow, okay. As a threat. So we're gonna get we're gonna get through this here now. Uh, back this uh, past November, a couple weeks ago, the Officer Inspector General for DHS released a critical report about the TSA's Quiet Skies program. Uh, speaking candidly, it's the TSA's mismanagement of it. 
Back in 2018, Boston Globe revealed the existence of the Quiet Skies program designed to have air marshals track suspicious passengers, including American citizens, and observe their behaviors and in airports and in flight. We talked to you about this then. We talked to you about this before. Now, listen, um, uh, Earl, you've had the opportunity to uh, to fly through to and from Israel, um, and, 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 and you listen, you have, and I've worked with them before, I've never been to Israel, but you have firsthand knowledge of how they watch every individual, rather, rather than look for the guns, they look for the bad guy, Yeah, is what they do, Yeah, and that's completely different than here, here is, let's just, you know, we don't care, let's, 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 let's put them, push them through a choke point, and, and look through the funnels or, you know, look, look through the guns, you know, the people trying yeah, to find you know, the bad items rather than the bad person. Put, put them through the funnel and remove the tools. Correct. Not look for the people operating the tools. Let's, Correct. Let's just get the tools out of the way. Correct. And I can tell you from the work that I've done, when you want the highest body count, you go to those, those choke points in those funnels. Oh, yeah. And yeah. That's, so it's easy. And, and, and all my travel experience, I don't remember how many years ago you and I had that conversation. Ever since you made that comment, mm-hmm. I'm out and about traveling, you know, business or professional, that, that always comes up. And I'll just, you know, I'm, I, admittedly, I'm a know-nothing civilian. Right. I mean, the, the closest I've come is I've had the, 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 the fun of hanging out and working with a few v- veterans here and there. And I'll just sit around and look. It's like, all right, yeah, two two frag grenades and <laughs> oh, yeah yeah this ain't gonna be good right uh let's see here we got uh this is what this is what they have the the tsa looking for now and i'm going to tell you what's good about this and what's bad about this and what's good for you and what's bad for you and what's good for the terrorists and what's bad for the terrorists so let's go through this they have a little flow chart of how their program works uh they the airlines submit a secure passenger data to dhs which then screens passengers against the custom and border protection quiet skies list based on rule hits. Listen, you can uh, imagine what this is. Um, travel internationally, uh-huh. uh, no baggage, uh, cash bought tickets. Right. You know, those are those kind yeah, of indicators yeah, yeah, that, that you put people on that list. Or or, or not knowing where you're going or not Correct. knowing where you're staying. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Um, uh, somebody else arranged my travel. And and those people are are, those are the ones. Yeah, when that when they come up on that list that you want to watch. However, they're using the list of indicators to watch everyone, mm-hmm. not just the people that turn up on the list. So here's what um, here's what they're looking for. Here's what they're looking for: people that are abnormally aware of their surroundings. Earl is a gun owner and somebody who's received firearms training, even if it's basic firearms training, what's one of the first things we teach you? Or, or as, as my mantra, how they end every show, yep. keep your head on a swivel. Keep your head on a swivel. So if you're that person who's trained and worried about your surroundings, TSA and air marshals are now watching you because you're abnormally aware of your surroundings. You're looking out for your security concerns. You're looking out for your own safety and the safety of your family, which is also the same thing the bad guy would be doing if he's casing the joint and looking to blow somebody up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're doing the same thing. You're looking, you know, it's, it's, it's surveillance and counter surveillance. You know, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. And, and you're doing the same thing the bad guy's doing. Reversing or changing directions or stopping while in transit through the airport. Okay. Plenty of people do it. Man, forgot this, that. I got to go back. I want to get some, I uh, want to buy a bag of peanuts, you know, or, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, you know oh. they just, they stop moving. Or here's one that we'll see. You'll see people going towards the x ray machine 
they do that last second pat down and realize, oh, I got to go back to the car. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's one. Um, I will do this also. Um, if I'm if there's a mass crowd of people all moving somewhere, like oh, flight seventy three, we're leaving early and everybody's got to get here in the next two minutes. Uh, don't run with the crowd. Okay? No, I'm <laughs> getting out of the way. Don't run with the crowd. Um, so I will stop and let the crowd go past or walk slowly around or do whatever I have to do. That's a sign that they're looking for. You as the gun owner, you as the trained gun owner, that's something you should be doing also because you're aware of your surroundings and you're making sure you're not in the pack, in the herd, in the, in the kill zone. Right, right. I, uh, I, I think I may be stealing a little bit of your thunder, but I, I've come up with an analogy. We're talking about how the sheep are starting to realize how much the sheepdog looks like a wolf. Exactly. Exactly right. Though they are completely different animals. Yep. Uh, this one, uh, this one, not so much. Attempting to change appearance by changing clothes, shaving, etc., etc., while in the airport. Uh, and, and the writer writes he has shaved after long flights or before meetings routinely. It's not what he's talking about, writer. What he's talking about is who the guy with the full a la beard, you know, who's got uh, six eight inches of growth. Um, well, before they want to go meet their maker, they will put on clean clothes, bathe, and shave as one of the last things they do to a clean face. Right. Because when they meet Allah and the 72 dates, yeah. <laughs> um, they want to be clean shaven. So that's what they're referring to there. Yeah, and, uh, and, and probably the, the, the person, you know, the guy they observe going into the restroom in sweatpants and a T-shirt and comes out in slacks, a button-up yeah. shirt, yes. and a sport coat. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, you're, you're you're getting ready for a meeting. Right. But, you know, it still kind of irks you, you know, why am I being watched? Observing the boarding gate area from afar. Well, yeah. Again, you'd like to see all the surroundings and everything that's going on. Yeah. Okay, there that's yeah. where the crowd is. Yep. I don't want to go over there. I want to go over here. I either board first or I board last. That's that's just, you know, that way I can control what I see coming past me or what I see going, you know, before me. Mhm. Um and then uh there's another one here. Observing other people who appear to be observing you or observing <laughs> or, or observing the, the, the TSA people. Yes, I watch people that watch, you watch the, the protectors. Watchers. Yes, yeah. I, I like the one of using the reflection in storefront windows to, to try and catch the, the surveillance guys. Very. That always freaks them out. Very Jason Bourneish right oh, there. Oh, yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studio. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 yeah. Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth right. of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at KeltecWeapons.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll hit it again when we come back. Yeah, hey everyone, yeah, because there's one or two more points we can make here. I, I want to make fun of the, uh, obviously the TSA, but I want to make fun of this, uh, this author training, as well. And you're wrong, and probably he clearly doesn't understand. You don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major of, Bill has to say. Of this. this is Major Bill, the Chief yeah. Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily he trigger says, pulls I'm in? left wondering why the program even continues. How you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at NextLevelTraining.com, or you're just You need to know. Listen, those are things bad guys do. Tell them the but guys are, from Arms Room Radio Center. Like you said, Mark. the same thing that the 
Wolf does is the same thing the sheep Thank dog does. Thank you for calling does. Next Level Training. This is so, Ben. How can I help you today? He just happens Hi, Jen, to be a sheep. Mike. Is this the home of the Next and Level says, Training? Well, what are they watching training pistol? It sure is. I've yeah. shaved before. Yeah, we're not of course. Talking about, How about law enforcement discounts? <laughs> law enforcement and yeah, military exactly. only yeah. receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the cert pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the cert pistols have a warranty? All of our cert training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own cert SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios, the magswag.com studios. Hey, uh, uh, you know, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back. Earl and I were having a conversation here on the break, and I know you've heard us say it before, some of the best radio happens in between the commercials, or during the commercials, in between the segments. So, uh, Normally what we try to do is we try to say you know, one topic per segment, uh, and, and end uh, when we end one hour, and before we go to the next hour, we, we try to... You know, if you're only listening to one hour in, in the, the market that you're in, we want you to be complete. We don't want you. There's no cliffhanger, you know. Hen, um, hence, if you're listening to us online or something like that or in, in a local area only for an hour, we're a two-hour show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Contact that's right. your station. <laughs> hey, I want the other hour. Yeah, that's it. These yep. guys are goofy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and I bring this up because... As we were sitting here during the break, we realized you know, there's a couple more there's a couple more things we need to talk to you about with the TSA yeah. that we, we want you to have just for uh, your well being, safety, uh, you know, uh, you know, conscious of, uh, of of forethought. You know, we want you to have here. We're afraid that you may have misconstrued our poking fun. We're not. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're poking fun at the TSA, but we're more intent on poking fun of the art, author of this article. Yeah, the author of this article, uh, he he just this is a guy who who he he, he don't get it. Yeah, he don't get it. He he. I could tell you by reading this this article that that the author of this article has never owned, or if he has owned, has never carried and concealed a firearm before, because all of the things that the author is making fun of that people do is what you and I do as concealed carriers. Oh yeah, or, or open carriers in some states. You know, it it, it doesn't matter. So, um, the. And again, one of the one of the big indicators was was the was the shaving and the changing clothes things. There's plenty of people I know that that fly from the west coast to the east coast, and they got a meeting in the morning. They'll shave that five o'clock shadow on, maybe put on a clean shirt and a tie in the airport bathroom, and go straight to the meeting. Yeah. Okay. This is the guy who wears dirty, nasty, you know, uh, clothes from you know living and working, and then shaves a complete eight inch beard off and puts on a man dress, and then you know sings you know uh, Aloha Snack Bar. Uh, you know, as he's uh, pulling the ripcord, you know, or pulling the dead yeah, cord. Yeah. So that's what that means. And that's one extreme. And I'll tell you, 
having lived over there for uh, you know for over a year, we saw that stuff, and that was true. As soon as you saw somebody clean shaven and with the, with the with new white clothes on the oh you know, hey whoa. oh boy you put a hundred yards between you and what? that guy right away what <laughs> yeah. are you up to yeah. buddy yeah you exactly. look nice but whoa <laughs> yeah. huh yeah uh so that was it was crazy um again we we talked about the the counter surveillers you know where earl you and i would would, would look for the bad guy when we're looking for the bad guy you know what else when you look you know what else you would you know what else you see when you look for the bad guy? The good guys. You see the other good guys. You you see the you're looking for the wolf, but the sheepdog also does the same thing the wolf does. So a lot of times you see the other sheepdog. Yeah. And this is what the TSA is saying. If people are looking at the sheepdog at the TSA agents, they're worried about them because guess what? That's what a bad guy would do. Again, the author doesn't realize the sheepdogs look for other sheepdogs, <laughs> you know, they, they when it, while they're looking for the wolf, they spot the other sheepdog. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for the wolves, and they recognize the sheepdogs. Yeah, and then you they, get the the gentle head nod. Yeah, and I uh-huh. okay, well, I got this side, and you got that side. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the scene in Beverly Hills Cop when they go into the adult establishment, and he takes Taggart and Rosewood in. Okay, um, and he says, "Hey, those two guys that just came in the door." Kind of, kind of hot out for overcoats, isn't it? Um, he goes, "I'm going to go over." Remember, then Eddie Murphy says, "I'm going to go over to this side. You stand by this guy," and they end up, you know, having surveilled the bad guys, surveilling them, and that's when how they caught him. But you know, it was uh, yeah Rosewood and or Rosemont. Or, or, I thought it was Rosewood. Well, unless you talk to the chief, remember? Then he called him. He goes, "Rose Roseburg, Rosewood." <laughs> he called him everything different. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, it's Rosewood. I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, yeah, yeah. So this, this is the kind of things that we wanted to make sure you understood. Uh, other behaviors observed by air marshals, according to the checklist, include if you went to the bathroom, uh, touched your face, if your Adam's apple jumped, and if you stared. Uh-huh. Again, those are indicators of people that when they realized the good guy was watching them, they started to sweat and get nervous. Yeah. yeah. So that's the bad guy seeing the good guy watching them. Well, and you, you have actual experience in this. I mean, you know, as a former law enforcement officer, you were trained, you know, uh, you know, you do a DOI stop. And I'm sure as you got out of the vehicle, you just kind of in the back of your mind start going over the plethora yeah. of, of indicators of, you know, just how intoxicated is this person? Oh, yeah. And. You know, you've probably mentally prioritized them. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. if, they, if they does this, that's that's a you know minor, and then you know if they're doing this and this, well, that's major. So it is, and that's exactly what they are for the for the the cues we were looking for. It yeah. was where there were majors and minors, and um, listen, some of the majors are kind of funny, you know, <laughs> but the minors are where you is where you uh, is where you made your nut. Yeah, <laughs> that's because you would add up the little bit of minors and realize that. Okay, this person might be one of those, you know, just over the over the legal limit kind yeah, of thing. That's that's and, where the stacking yeah. tolerances come into play. Correct, correct. <laughs> Any, anybody can catch a drunk that you know knocks over three mailboxes and sideswipes three cars. You know, right? Um, it's the it was those other ones that would uh, just ride over the illegal line. You know mm-hmm. that, uh, and I'm not listen. I'm not busting on anybody for you know what you do in your personal life. I'll just tell you this that um, this is what what I learned with 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 a lot of uh, DUIs. Um, you're you're 
your timing was down. Your, your, your response was a hair slower to, to surroundings. And that's what it was. If, if you were driving home after a couple of beers at the bar after work um, and a ball rolls in, into the street, a kid chasing it from between a couple of cars, if you're, if you're looking at it and your timing is perfect, you hit the brakes in time. Um, that ball rolls between a couple of cars and you've had two drinks and you're a, hair, you're a half second late. And a half second could mean the difference between 75 feet in a neighborhood stopping distance. Yeah. And you, and, you, and you hit that break, and you've had two beers, and you're not the legal limit, but now somebody's perished, uh, it makes it even worse. Listen, the, the standard limit in most places is .08. Or as a truck driver, what's the limit for a truck driver? .04. Okay. okay. So it's, it's just they, they move the goalpost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. Um, yeah, I'm driving 80,000 pounds. Exactly right. Is it, it takes twice as long for you to stop your vehicle, so you know what they're going to do? On a good day. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're going to they're cut the standard in half is what yeah. they're doing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get that. I'm not, trying to, I'm not passing judgment on, on, on anybody there. Uh, so it's just uh, uh, you, be careful what you do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Be, be I mean, wise and make good choices. You, you, know? you live your life how yeah. you so choose. Yeah. We're just making you aware of possible repercussions. Correct. Correct. Of your choices. Um, I want to get to this before we head off to the second segment, uh, second hour of the program. Uh, Sean Connery. We mentioned Sean Connery. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, just one ping. One, one ping, ping only, Vasily. Uh, Sean Connery's James Bond gun from Dr. No sold at auction in Beverly Hills. This was the Walter P.P. pistol he used in the 1962 film Dr. No. Now, it was... Uh, it, it went now. It's obviously it's a deactivated firearm. It's a movie prop gun. Uh-huh. Was a real gun converted to a prop gun, um, and it was expected to go at uh, between one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars prior to the auction. Uh, well, it, uh, it it went it went a little higher. It it, it went to two hundred and fifty six thousand thousand dollars at the auction this past Thursday. Nice. Uh, uh, Again, deactivated Walter PP. If those that know the PPK or the PPKS, this is just a slightly larger version uh, of that. This one, I'm, I'm betting because it's the PP, I think it's the 32. Okay. I think it was the 32 caliber. Um, I'd, I'd have to double check on that. Maybe go to the internet. I am FDB or I am DFB. I forget what it is. The Internet Movie Firearms Database. I am FDB. Okay. Um, and, uh, boy, and by the way, if you've never been there, oh, yeah, you just, I, I, I spent a month there looking up <laughs> stuff from uh, Miami Vice the other day. You know, just in, in the James Bond timeline, you know, with my age and everything, Roger Moore was actually my first James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And yeah. I remember as a kid hearing everything and, you know, yeah, you know, here's a, you know, international spy borderline, you know, spy slash assassin, mm-hmm. you know, carries the Walter PPK. And, oh, that's a cool gun. And yep. Later, yep. later on in life, as I get into firearms, I stumble across like Walter PPK, a 380. Yeah. What yeah. the heck? Yeah. A, a spy is carrying a 380. Yeah. Folks, that's the first hour of the program. Please, uh, we expect, uh, we hope uh, to see you back here for the second hour. Until then, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. (laughs) I've done that. Uh, If you're not ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. 
The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one million you know what? Second, I, I had um, when innovation ignites performance, like I said, I do a lot curiosity of stories turns on, on to pure adrenaline. Uh, innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at Keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey, everyone. This is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Also just it's Arms Room banter. Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Yes. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the MagSwag.com studios. Hour two. Already? For, for those of you that uh, happen to be, uh, that did not know we were a two-hour program, Merle and I had this conversation again. Um, uh, you know, we, we try to make each hour complete. Uh, so if you happen to be listening to just one hour, it's, it was a complete, it seemed complete to you. But then we got to talking, well, how do they know if there's another hour? Well, I guess we should tell them. Yeah. So this is the second hour. If this happens to be the first hour you're listening to, you are missed an hour. You're missed an hour. But we're we're going to uh, we're going to drive on from here. Like you didn't know there was a first hour. <laughs> hey, let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow patriots. On my right, the right hand man, the great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Oh, good to be back. Good to have you here, sir. Good to have you here. I do want to mention that um, we had planned uh, the last two weeks uh, the uh, the legal uh, legal ninja, the courtroom assassin, attorney Kevin Maxwell, had planned on being here, but he's uh, he's got uh, got the flu. He's not the COVID. He's got the flu, and when a vampire gets the flu, I guess it's kind of dangerous. Yeah, that that that's bad. It's uh, it's some sort of a some sort of you know like uh, hack your lungs outside of your chest. Kind of thing he said he's got going on. I talked to him a, a couple of times, and uh, I wanted to stop the conversation because I was like, eh, "This is obviously labored for you, you know. <laughs> you know maybe just text me. I don't know." You yeah, know? yeah. So, uh, all the best to him, and um, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure. Hey, listen, if he's uh, he's not well next week, 
We're just going to take a microphone to him. We're just going <laughs> to just put it over in front of him. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, I, You know, we did mention last hour, and I know we try to keep the hours separate. We talked about the Internet Movie Firearms Database. Everybody knows about IMDb, and that's imdb.com, uh, I believe it is, is where you can find out anything you ever wanted to know about anything ever, TV or movie, kind of whatever. Well, IMFDB is the Internet Movie Firearms Database, and that's .org, .org, oh. um, which is why I kept coming up with the, I kept getting bounced back to IMDB. Now, if you've ever been on Wikipedia, this is the exact format from Wikipedia, but with all the information of like an IMDB. So it gives you the IMDB information in a, in a Wikipedia format, but it's all about firearms. For instance, as an example... We talked about Dr. Doe last, uh, last hour and that it was a Walther PP and that uh, my belief was it was, a, it was a 32 that was used. Well, in the movie, they used the Walther PP, but they used the 380 and just said it was the 32 because they didn't have a 32 available to use. <laughs> it's what we got. We're right, using yeah. it. And it's a movie, and you know, it's a grainy movie. It's a, it's from 62. <laughs> hey, it was you know, high quality. It was high quality back then. Back, it was probably back, in back then. It was probably in Technicolor. You know, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's, um, but you know, nobody's up there on the screen with a ruler going, well, percentage-wise, this looks like it should be a 32 and not a 38. So yeah, yeah but this this board uh, bore diameter doesn't match <laughs> that. Um, anyway, going through this, it's got um, it lists the contents. Uh, there's eight of them. And again, just like uh, uh, a Wikipedia, there were eight handguns used in that movie. The Walter PP, the Beretta M1934, which is what Bond used before they said, you know, give it back to us. And we we're going to give you the, the, the Walter. The, uh, the 1911, the, uh, the Webley and Scott Mark I, a Browning High Power, uh, an FN Browning Model 1910. A Colt Police Positive and a Smith & Wesson Model 10. Now, each one of these, it goes down to, and it shows you the history, you know, a, a nice uh, paragraph and the bullet comments, uh, if there's a quote involved from it, a picture of the firearm, and then a picture of the firearm in use in the movie or the TV show. Uh, it's, it's really a great database if you've never used this before. Again, like I said last hour, I spent a, I spent a month looking up Miami Vice on here once. You know, just just all the stuff that's on there. Um, then after it goes through the handguns, it goes through the machine guns, submachine guns. I'm not sure the difference between a machine gun and a submachine gun. Maybe there it's a... Caliber. You're thinking of like a, a crew serve thing. Oh, that's right, a sub, carbine. Submachine sub, sub, gun. Submachine is pistol caliber. Pistol caliber. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, I knew well, one something. No, you did. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking the whole military... Like an AR, like an M16 versus a, a 240 Bravo. I was thinking a machine gun versus a, a single-use machine gun. But you're right, yeah, submachine gun. The sub is because it's a, it's a, it's a uh, handgun caliber. Carbine. We'd call them a, a pistol carbines now, right? Yeah, PCC, pistol caliber carbine. There, and this would be the machine gun version of that, the submachine gun. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, some rifles that were used, the Lee Anfield number four, an L1A1 self-loading rifle. Um, I'm not sure what that is. I'm going to click on it and see what it is. Uh, oh, it looks like a foul. Um, L1A1 self-loading rifle was seen in the hands of a guard when James Bond arrived at the government house in Kingston, fitted with the bayonet. It looks like a foul with wood furniture. 
Nice. Yeah. So very, very Kev- nice. Kevin would like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kevin loves the wood. Um, let's see here. And fouls. And fouls. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> he, loves the fou- he loves the fouls. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> so, uh, so check that out. Check that out. That's, uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. The Internet uh, Movie uh, Data. Internet Movie Firearms Database.org. IMFDB. Um, good stuff. Good stuff there. Let's see. Um, we were going to talk also about this, uh, this congresswoman, but I think we might wait till next segment to talk about this congresswoman um and we might just wait because we're only down to about a minute or so so yeah we, she's we, gonna uh, take more time than that just take, and i think major bill might want to be talking about her now that i think about it i'll have to check with major bill but uh we'll see how that goes we'll see how that goes we got we got plenty of time left here um i don't want you and i are going to talk about so we can preview it because we're going to talk about it next segment okay uh, is the uh did you did, earl did you hear about the gun that accidentally went off yeah really it just went off yeah no, no, nobody touching it or nothing. No, huh? it just went off. It yeah. just went off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah it, it, exactly right. And that's I I was going to ask you what's the first thought that comes to your head when you hear a gun accidentally went off and you just said it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's a yeah, just like that. Yeah, and more. I'm married to Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that's the ticket. Oh boy. So that was out of Houston. We'll talk to you about Houston in a couple minutes when we get back. And um, for now, it's uh, it's it's mag swag time. You have to go to themagswag.com, themagswag.com, and take a look at it. New designs this week. Again, new colored designs. Nice. Now, listen, if you got something, you're a, you're you're you work for some agency. You got you're in a, you're in a, a club. Uh, you know you're like a sports team. Bam! Go to these guys, send them a copy of it, and you're getting it back on an AR mag. You mean something like a you know a softball team or a, a drinking team with a softball problem? Oh, I love that. Yeah, we are the second base keggers. That's us. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. Yeah, yeah. It, it shows it, every movie Yeah, I mean, I just... Yeah. The Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum yeah. lightweight pistol. Not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. I'm going to put in because I remember the scene. Innovation, performance, when they were in Caltech. Thailand or whatever, shopping for guns and uncommon valor. Ever want to accessorize oh, yeah. your tactical rifle? See this. Then you want the tactical excellence oh, yeah. of this Gun Tech very, USA. Very Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, yep, Gun Tech USA cache. has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTechUSA parts. 
Gun Tech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second well, Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun... Remind them, the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We're going we have the right to... to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. Right, Bill has not so the answered. next time We're someone tells you, you don't need uh... something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Are you... Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the MagSwag.com studios. Hey, we uh, we told you last segment we were going to talk about it this segment, so here we are this segment to talk about it. What we talked about last segment? Well, we told them we were going to talk about it last segment. This segment we were talking about, though. But we, but in, we did in, tell in them last segment. segment. In this but, segment, yeah. Yeah, we told them yeah. last segment. This told segment. them last segment that we were going to talk about this segment, so this one we're going to talk about. We told them last segment. Gotcha. Uh, let's see here. Um, 28-year-old man is dead after a gun accidentally went off inside a residence in West Houston, uh, police said. Earl, I asked you last segment. I'll ask you again. What do you think when you hear a gun accidentally went off? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure it did. Sorry it happened, but machines don't accidentally operate. You may accidentally operate that machine. Well, let me let me back up. Majority of the time, I mean there there can be a mechanical problem sure. as we like to poke fun. Yep. Yeah, you know, if a sig got dropped, yep. yeah, it accidentally went off, but then 
they made the mechanical corrections Correct. to take care of that. And there are still plenty of older firearms out there, pre-1968 firearms that didn't have firing pin blocks on them. So if they were dropped, that, that, right. that would happen. Um, this I'll tell you what we know from the story, and we don't know a lot of information, so we're going to give you a lot of safety tips and things from here on. But the story does say, police say based on surveillance footage, it appears the gun discharged after the man sat it down on a table or counter. Wow. Okay. Must must have sat it down very hard. Well, that's what I'm saying. Either he, you know, if it's a revolver and it's a pre-68 revolver, some of those revolvers, yeah. especially single action ones, yeah. didn't have a firing pin block. Um, what I mean by that is in, in revolvers, and, and we've done this test um, uh Many times we've shown people this test in, on, on video. It's going to be hard to describe here on the air, but I'll do my best. If if I were to cock a revolver, uh-huh. a cleared and empty revolver, put a pencil in the barrel, so it's sitting down through the barrel, through the receipt, through the, the cylinder, and against the hole where the firing pin is, and I pull back on the trigger so that the, the trigger were to engage but take pressure off the trigger. So I, I basically pull it to the rear and let it go so there's no more any rearward pressure on the trigger. There is a firing pin bar that pops up so that the firing pin cannot meet the back of the bullet. At this point, the pencil, to show you, that it doesn't shoot the pencil out of the gun. Right. If you hold it back, the pressure backwards, it holds the firing pin block in place and would allow and would allow the, uh, uh, the 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 firing pin to hit the pencil and shoot up. So that does happen. Now, if this guy had a pre sixty eight pistol and dropped it down on the hammer, and the hammer went forward, this could have happened. Yeah, the likelihood of that happening, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's you know me winning the lottery kind of likelihood. But it's definitely uh, it's definitely not uh, you know a, a one in three chance or anything stupid right, like that. Right. Um, this is one of those very 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 uh, hard chances. Um, this is the problem the Sig had. The firing pin block wasn't working correctly, and they had to recall them. Um, that's where they said, "Don't drop your Sig," because you know, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, uh, I, I saw a meme. You know, the the good guy said, "Drop the gun." It's a Sig three twenty. Okay, lay it down gently. Lay it down gently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, You know, the other parts of this story that are a little hard to believe is uh, there's some surveillance footage, but they're going by witness statements from two other people. Yeah, let's let's keep going. Let's keep investigating. Let's keep seeing what we go on. Um, There are some safety tips here that uh, you should know right now. If you have a loaded firearm... Treat it as such. Exactly. You don't want to be laying loaded firearms down and walking away from them. Uh, you know, you don't want to be putting them down definitely with any force or authority. Yeah, no. You, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and trust me, if somebody tells you to drop the loaded firearm, you put it down. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. just, you put it down. Hopefully you're never in that situation. I don't know why you would be, but, you know, you, you, you don't. Well, you know? you, you've had to defend yourself. The bad guy's laying on the ground from, you know... S- Suffering in pain from the the bullet hole you put yep, in him, yep. but he's still conscious. So you're standing there, you know, very good scenario. keeping a bead yeah. on him. And the and the the, the popo show up, yeah, yeah, and they say drop the gun. Yeah, I called you. Yeah, let me lay this down. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting it down. Here we go. <laughs> I am the victim. Yep, yep. He is the perpetrator. Yep. 
good good scenario. Very good. You you can tell Kevin I was paying attention. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, there are there instances where a gun will go off. Sure, if you're familiar with what a uh, um, a hang fire is, uh, a hang fire is when you get a a slow burning primer. Yeah, I'll say that that mechanically comes down to a a mechanically uh, bad primer is is what a hang fire is. I, I've I've uh, I've never seen a hang fire that it didn't intentionally cause. I'll say that. <laughs> um, the uh, we would um, overheat machine guns. Oh yeah, cook one off. Yeah, and if you if you get it hot enough, it cooks it off. And now it would either cook off the primer, it would, and then the primer would pop just enough to ignite the uh, the the, the, the gunpowder in the case itself, or it would just straight ignite to get the the gunpowder in the case. But we we did those. We forced that to happen. It was a it was an endurance test for firearms. Yeah, um, and uh, boy, we melted some gas teams before. Oh, that's for, yeah. that's for sure. I even saw a uh, uh, a suppressor just melt off a gun. And, 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 you know, don't when they say it's only rated for twenty two caliber, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put it on an AR in full auto. Yeah. Oops, and and, yeah. and I've I've seen a few uh, few uh, Magpul Imbus sites. Sacrifice. Oh yeah! It's like you know, you see it, you know, fall off, and the first thing you the the guy was run, you know torturing the machine gun. Crap! I forgot to take those <laughs> off. Well, yep. I need a new set now. Yep, yep. That one melted. Exactly. So these are some tips. Again, don't be. You shouldn't be laying down uh, loaded firearms. You should not. Uh, you should know the condition of them at all times. You should know when your firearm was made. If it does have a firing pin block, you yeah. know, you know, you know. And just to, to add to what you're saying, you know, you shouldn't be laying down loaded firearms unholstered. Correct. You know, if it's holstered, where you know, trigger mechanism and all, you know, all, sure. all yeah. firing mechanisms yeah. are covered. And Very good point. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I do that all the time. Come home, pull, pull holster and everything out of my yeah. pants. And, yeah. You know, and actually thinking about it now, you know, because of this story, yeah, I've, you know, pull holster and everything out and toss it on the bed. Yep. But it's not a hard surface. Correct. And, and I, I am conscious enough to where I toss it muzzle away from yeah, yeah. me. Another well, very good point. You know, mu- muzzle pointed towards an outside wall. Always so. point the firearm towards something that you don't want to kill. Yeah, you yeah. should, and that includes this. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this kind of brings me into the next story. We're talking about putting it down in the uh, in the holster in uh, in in Virginia. A uh, a five year old boy showed up at school with a loaded firearm. But you hear this story. He grabbed an adult's backpack by accident. Okay. All right. And and now here's the conversation we want to have with you. We just talked about putting your firearm down. Putting a firearm in a backpack. I think, Earl, the only time it's legitimate to put a firearm in a backpack is when it's unloaded and you're taking multiple firearms back and forth to the range with you. Yeah, you should never carry a backpack or gun or gun in your. Maybe maybe it's your backup gun. Maybe you got a Keltec Sub Two Thousand folded up in a backpack, and you're going you know camping or you're going hiking. You've got your primary on your waist, but you want the longer carbine for you know while you're set up camp. But you never leave it in a backpack when it's away from you. This is what this is what you're asking for to happen. Oh yeah yeah. You know, you 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 don't do that. You don't loan your car to somebody else when your gun's in your car. No, you, know, uh-uh. you don't. You, women, 
you don't put guns in purses and then walk away from your purse. I understand if the clothes you happen to be wearing, you know, are restrictive enough to where you can't carry it, you're going to carry you're going to carry your gun in your purse. But that also implies you're carrying your purse at all times. Yep. Okay? You're not setting it down and leaving it at your desk and walking away, and if the bad guy comes in, I'll run back to my desk. Yeah, no. no. Uh, and for you guys that carry satchels, that applies to you too. <laughs> it's, it's not a purse, it's a satchel. It's a satchel. Indiana Jones carried one. <laughs> so, uh, so be, be smart. Be safe. You, you know, both of, both of these incidents could have been avoided with uh, the real common sense. Not the common sense gun control we hear about from the left, but actual common sense. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. We get back, we got Major Bill. combat as a unit it was more surreal than anything you're under fire you're getting blown up there's definitely adrenaline there was the explosion and i remember you see the uh, former gun store manager got both of my legs yeah i had I mean, surgery after surgery and i was on a lot uh, of pain medicine yeah. what's going to happen next and how long this, am i going to be guy here? Was a complete the wounded warrior project dropped know, off a backpack for me complete and it had everything in there that i could possibly 100% guilty on this peer visitors people who have been where I had been before I guess he was said, uh, oh, brother everything's gonna be okay three months from now four months from now a year from now well we'll it doesn't say that the government told that him to do it it says that he needed money to be honest, so he was adding I would be as well adjusted as I am now you know, if it wasn't transactions to other people's 4473 so he'd do the paperwork and then somebody else would come in and go or visit wounded warrior project give you this much for that gun I can't do a background check. We all play a role no in keeping our community safe. Every so day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. And I guess it's he got caught because they were recovering guns. That make up our everyday. Some are good, person, others not so much. What, what happened to this gun? Like, it's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods and TV games. 
It's iPods and video games. Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now. But they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world. Now, video. Now, here's Earl. The, fa- the Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Staff Sergeant Jason A. Reeves died December 5, 2010, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Reeves, 32, of Odessa, Texas, was assigned to the 2nd Military Intention Battalion, 66th Military Intelligence Brigade, Hohenfels, Germany. He was killed in action at Gardez District, Paktia Province, Afghanistan, of wounds sustained when insurgents attacked his unit using an improvised explosive device. According to the International Security Assistance Force, a suicide bomb detonated in a bazaar near their operating base in Gardez District, killing Staff Sergeant Reeves. Reeves, the son of a career Air Force man, received an associate degree in applied science, intelligence operations with high honors, and had completed more than half of the requirements towards his bachelor's degree. He loved skydiving, scuba diving, and seeing the world. Whenever he was overseas, he made sure that he visited local places and learned about what each country had to offer. Also killed was Marine Sergeant Nicholas J. Allman, 24, of Brooklyn, New York. Gentlemen, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for sponsoring this segment of the program. And, folks, if you would like to... Here's somebody you know, somebody read about in the book, saw on the TV, read about them in uh, the imfdb.org website, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, feel free to give us a shout at uh, armsroomradio.com, and we'd be honored to do the Fallen Heroes segment on them. Hey, on the uh, on the line with us, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. Sounds control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing this week? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, not too shabby, sir. How are you? Uh, not bad. Can't complain. Uh, easy week uh, today uh, on on the work front. So you know, no complaints there. Hey, the only easy week was last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I watched Seal Team last night. Sorry. That, <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> 
Uh, well, what uh, what do you have for us uh, this fine day, sir? Well, you know the uh, you know the proverbial the hits keep on coming. <laughs> uh, of course, you know with the massive uh, uh, reaction or overreaction to the uh, the George Floyd uh, death uh, up there in, in uh, Minneapolis, right, has, right, you know, resonated throughout uh, the country. Uh, but most of the things that we see are over there on the left coast, uh, California, Oregon, Washington. And uh, we saw uh, out there in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles City Council, uh, a few weeks after the George Floyd incident, um, immediately in their uh, righteousness uh, or righteous indignation uh, towards law enforcement, cut the LAPD budget by $150 million. Uh, now, uh, with all the uh, COVID restrictions and, and uh, shutting down of, of businesses and uh, tourism and vacation, uh, Los Angeles is now facing a $600 million uh, budget shortfall. I, I, so, I wonder how. I mean, how can hmm. that be, you know? Oh, well. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, like most uh, tourist areas, you rely on, you know, hotel bed tax. Yep. Uh, the taxes and service fees flying of, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know the the food industry, uh, entertainment industry, everything like that, since it's been decimated, uh, obviously they don't have the, the tax money coming into the, uh, the coffers here in the city. So, of course, what's the easiest target to uh, get money out of? Well, let's go back uh, to the police department well, and let's take it out of there. Uh, And they are looking at uh, LAPD to cut over 950 sworn positions and close to 800 civilian positions uh, in the agency to help make up that $600 million uh, shortfall. Now, you know, the LAPD is already understaffed as it is. They uh, dropped down to 2,008 levels, uh, under 10,000. They're somewhere around 9,700. So now we're looking to take, um, you know, about uh, another 1,000 officers uh, out of their assignments off the street, uh, out there protecting and serving, uh, along with over 700 uh, civilians in support roles uh, that, are going to be taken uh, taken away potentially uh, to address the shortfall. Uh, now, they were quick to say, "Well, the PD is not the only uh, areas that we're looking to cut." Uh, the city attorney's office we're going to cut 150, uh, and there's a couple others with minuscule cuts uh, that they were going to do. But the overall 10 percent reduction of uh, the rank and file of the LAPD. Is, uh, is going to be dangerous. I think it's unconscionable, uh, and it's just going to continue to further lead to uh, the demise of uh, things out on the left coast. Listen, folks, if um, 
If you haven't figured this out yet, if you haven't figured out this whole defunding thing is crap. And by the way, you know, listen, once you stop, just like the major said, once tourism stops, when businesses stop, tax money stops, and they want to come in, and, and, and the first place they go, notice they didn't talk about reducing their own salaries or, or reducing their own benefits package. They're going to go after the police department because that's the easy one to do. They're talking about getting rid of another 10% of the entire agency there is, is what they're going to get rid of on the sworn side. Um, and you know how this is going to work. Um, if, if by some means, some means possible, Biden is able to thieve this election away because every day there's more and more evidence and it's, and it's going Trump's way to get this uh, put correctly, um, this is going to be Governor Newsom calling the federal government saying, we don't have the money and the federal government's going to have to kick in the money and Biden would say, here's the money and this means those of you in Lubbock, Texas, those of you in, you know, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, those of you in, uh, you know, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, your taxes are going to be raised because the federal government's going to be bailing out California and Los Angeles. How do you like knowing that your your taxable income rate just doubled because the ass clowns in California can't manage their own funds uh, and, and now you got to pay for their PD and their services? Not happy. You know, Mike, uh, there is speculation going on at City Hall, that this is, this large cut, this 10% cut, uh, is an attack on the police union who, uh, in their contract negotiations, uh, are, are looking at a 3.25% raise in January and another 3% in 2022. Uh, so a lot of people think that they're trying to uh, ransom uh, those uh, cost of living and, and contractual uh, pay raises uh, out of the rank and pop police officers. Listen, three percent is is pretty much the annual cost of living increase anyway. So it's not like they're getting this raise on top of cost of living. Retirees in, in law enforcement get cost of living increases occasionally. This is the three percent. This is the same three percent that the military would get, by the way, every every year. You know, so they're they're trying to punish them for asking to keep up with the economy. Yeah, so, you know, thing is. It, is it wrong that, you know, our, our police officers uh, should be able to have a living wage? You know, I understand it's not $15 an hour, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, hey, it's something. Yeah, exactly right. Well, typically flipping burgers, you don't have to worry about getting shot at. Well, you didn't grow up where I grew up, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 we were just we were just killing the cows, though. Are we, talking, yeah. are we talking about Chicago? Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of shooting where I made burgers, but we ate fresh burgers. That's all I'm oh, saying. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. Uh, Major, thank you again for joining us. This is a it's just horrible for LAPD and law enforcement in general. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep our heads up. We'll keep trying until uh, until then, sir. Please, uh, uh, you know, thank you again. Absolutely, and all my brothers and sisters in blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, watch your six. Your listen arms and radio come to you live from the magswag.com studios. We got to see you right after the break. See, he got it right. He gets it right. Caltech PMR-30 is All no right. run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight uh, pistol. 
not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30 congresswoman or the when you get a rush from that one million the kid that got suspended that can hold that's no big deal former gun store manager that one can hold there's 29 more the written house thing that's gonna flow that was kind of half a story anyway keltechcom Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You one can minute. purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Who are you? Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. The magswag.com studios. This last segment, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to jump right in this. Jump right in this. I think we talked about this one a little bit earlier. GOP, Republican Congresswoman-elect, thinks this will get Dems to support carry concealed weapons. I don't know. We're going to see. I've got a theory on this. Let's get through the story. I'll give you the theory of what I've got uh, from what I've heard. Representative-elect Lauren Boebert, she also owns a restaurant called Shooter's Grill, where employees are armed with firearms and fries. I don't know if you've seen this before. It's uh, uh, Representative-elect Boebert. She's a uh, a good-looking young lady, um, um, and they they wear firearms there at the restaurant. The women servers yeah. they wear they wear firearms. Well, they open carry. When when you live in Rifle, Colorado, yeah, yeah okay, it, it fits. Exactly right. Exactly, it sure does. It sure does. Uh, let's see. She's an incoming Republican congresswoman from Colorado. She has a lighthearted proposal on how to get Democrats to accept the concealed carry of firearms. Democrats should think of concealed carry as masks for our guns. <laughs> hey, it's a cloth covering. Yeah, maybe then she'd support it. They'd support it. Uh, the entrepreneur turned congresswoman who describes herself as the mom who told Beto, hell no, you're not taking our guns, said she's the first mother to be elected to represent her district. Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Nice. 
Uh, she also owns a restaurant called Shooter's Grill, where employees are armed with firearms and fries, according to a video on the website. Like Earl said, it's located in Rifle, Colorado. Other parts of Bobert's Twitter feed show her posing alongside Representative Ken Buck, Republican of Colorado, while holding a rifle wrapped in images of the American flag. It's a hydro-dipped or painted uh, AR-15 okay. with the American flag. Um, she's holding up a congressionally issued copy of the Constitution and knocking Democrats from around the country for their positions on a range of disputed issues. She also pledged to vehemently oppose anyone who comes between the American people and the Second Amendment. Last month, she reportedly asked the Capitol Police for permission to carry her Glock on the House floor once she takes office, which is allowed for lawmakers under certain conditions, but not for the general public. She's been photographed carrying the weapon holstered on her hip during campaign events throughout the 2020 election season. Uh, Republican Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky has defended lawmakers carrying of weapons in the wake of the 2017 shooting attack against lawmakers and aides practicing on a Virginia ball field in 2017. A gunman wounded five people, including Representative Steve Scalise of Louisiana, during the attack. All right, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. First off, she's already addressed with the Capitol Police, that she requests to carry her firearm. I guess there must be some sort of requirement for her to notify them that they're going to, that she's going to do such. Because the elected the elected legislators, the Republican, excuse me, the, uh, the representatives and the senators uh, are allowed to carry on Capitol grounds. Okay. Uh, and in the district itself. So they can carry there. So that's just, that's and that's very old... Uh, um, I think hundred-year-old kind of law, kind of stuff, kind of okay. you know, post-reconstruction or reconstruction era. So that's nothing that anybody today has, you know, slipped one by and got them special permission. Uh, the can I carry one there? No, you cannot. Okay, it's special permission. It, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, the uh, representative uh, Thomas Massey, and he is for the most part a very good Second Amendment advocate, but I believe it's because he's got a good Second Amendment. Uh, um, policy people uh, I, I think a lot of times he just goes with what he's told he after the after the shooting uh, where Steve Scalise was was wounded um, immediately pushed for national concealed carry for congressmen and uh, and senators oh yeah which immediately brought up the it's you know what is good for uh, what is good for me is not good for thee you know uh-huh. and everybody he got jumped on and he said no no listen it's the first step. Let me get this approved, then I'll get it approved for everybody else. Yeah. Well, how about this, uh, you there, Thomas? You get it approved for everybody, and you're included in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you you get get it approved for citizens of the United States. Yep. Of which you happen to be one. Yeah. Guess what? You are one. Yep. That doesn't matter what job you have. So, still not a. I, I'm not a a big fan of Massey's because he he does stuff like that where. It seems like he wants for them first. Yeah, wants to take care of the entitled or the the uh, those that are uh, uh, you know hold higher position than than the average citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Scalise, on the other hand, he said we need national reciprocity for concealed carry. Yeah, uh, um, because he couldn't carry in uh, in Virginia uh, with a uh, either a well there is no permit in D.C. but with his Louisiana permit. Now, uh, representative elect. Lauren Boebert 
here's where I believe she's going. She's putting out this out there now. She's putting it out there saying, listen, here's the deal. Uh, I, I have got a uh, concealed weapons permit. Uh, obviously, she's, you know, she's told us that before. She opened carries in her state as well, uh, which is one of those 45 states where you can open carry. And she has notified the Capitol Police and said, I intend to carry. Here's what I believe she's going to do. I believe she's going to do that for a couple of months and then make it an issue. I believe she's going to say, hey, I have carried the gun here. Why am I any different than the average citizen? Why can't the average citizen carry the firearm to protect themselves? Uh, she gave the angle that she was a, a, a mother. She was a, a, a smaller in stature than an average man. Um, and so she wanted to carry it. All those great reasons. None of them required under the Second Amendment, though. Right. Um, so I believe she's going to be the one that will come forth and champion again uh, some sort of concealed carry reciprocity. Uh, and, and I think that's the way she's going to do it. Uh, I, I, I really do. I think, I think she's going to bring it up, um, bring it up that way. Nice. Um, so, you know, great. Good for her. Good yeah. for her. Good for us. Good for good for everybody involved. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we do need somebody to start bringing back up pro gun legislation. I mean, you know, we had so many different big issues that looked like they were finally at least going to be put on the table, and then unfortunately something happened. And all right, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Why not? You know, well, oh, somebody broke a law, so yeah, I can't do something. Yep. Yep. yep exactly right. Um, let's say we got a couple moments left. I want to hit one last story before we go. Remember the uh, the young kid in Louisiana who was uh, doing the Zoom school, doing the homeschooling? Yeah. And his brother walked through and picked up the BB gun and leaned it against the wall because I guess it had been laying well, on the floor in the kid's I, room. I thought I thought the brother came through and tripped on it, so the kid sitting there doing you know doing schoolwork on the Zoom, uh, he's the one that picked it up to move it out of his little brother's way, and so that's when the teacher and maybe yep. some other kids and in quote-unquote the class, saw his BB gun. Yeah, I think I believe you're correct, sir. The, um, they had the appeal there, and the Jefferson Parish Public School Board refused to overturn the suspension of this fourth grader who had the BB gun during this virtual learning session. The board voted not to remove his suspension from his record. However, it did drop it from a six-day to a three-day suspension, but then gave him three days on excused absence. Huh? So, sir, you no longer have a six-day suspension. Now you have a three-day suspension and a three-day unexcused absence on your record. Uh, again, uh, this, this, this gained attention uh, not too long back. Amid the controversy, state lawmakers passed a bill that requires all school districts in the state to revamp discipline policies considered expanded distant learning. Now, that bill was passed after this happened, um, and it, uh, so it does not apply. Um, I, I was reading, the, the, there was another story on this, reading that, and it said that one of the Democrat uh, parish commissioners there said, um, uh, it looks like a real gun, and, and was immediately cut off by the attorneys representing this kid and said, it's not, and it's not in your school. She said it was a gun in school, and he said, it's not a gun, it's a BB gun, it's a toy, it's not in school, it's in their home, basically... Remove your head from your ass. Yeah, know, is, is what what, what they much. got told. Um, but listen, this is something stupid that the state board of education uh, or the governor there is going to have to get involved in to to fix this. In the meanwhile, uh, 
you know, this kid's got, you know, six days. I know it's the fourth grade, but it's still his permanent record. You know, you know. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And uh, he's he's looking to uh, looking to have this on his record there for for at school. This is absolutely ridiculous. You know, Earl. I, what if it's a poster of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator? You know, is is that are they going to suspend this kid for that now? Yeah. There's a picture of a gun. Because guess what video is? It's just it's it's two dimensional pictures. You yeah. know, they just happen to move real fast. Uh huh. Exactly. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Thanks for joining us in this week. Until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And always keep your head on a swivel, even in the airports. <laughs> The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snatch the mag it's like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed and fast reload. You can be confident. Reload. You can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your snagmag.com. Snagmag.com has just extra such thing as extra ammo. All right, gentlemen, all set. Thank you, sir. We'll see you Thank soon. You, Thank you, sir. We'll see you Thank soon. You, Be safe, y'all. See y'all next week. Yeah. Twice.